You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey everyone, Kevin here asking you to head over to our Patreon and check it out. Enjoy benefits like exclusive content, merch discounts, and behind the scenes looks at all things Rare Drop. Go to patreon.com slash raredrop to become a member today. And thank you so much to our current patrons who helped make this show possible. Dave the New Nerd, Neil Anderson, Jack DeVille, Philip Snyder, Jedi Chappie, Paul Marzik, Aether Mana, Respect KS, PD Club, wow dad, Justin McMahon, Stephen Purd, Matt LaRue, and all of the other patrons. Thank you so much. Explore epic sagas with Rare Drop Roleplay. Recap the latest in sports with Overplayed. Unleash your inner hero on comics. Dive into a galaxy far, far away through Star Wars and Scotch. And pick the brains of industry experts on Broman Podcast. Whatever you're looking for, Rare Drop Entertainment has you covered. Check out our full lineup at raredrop.co. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Broman Podcast, episode 140. That's a lot. Uh, today, joining us, we have Mark Thompson, the voice of Star Wars audiobooks. I actually can't, I can't believe that we're talking. Your your role seems so important. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, I'm always uncomfortable. I, I'm very uh, complimented, but I'm, I'm not, I always feel weird saying the voice of Star Wars. Ah, there are so many other talented narrators that, that do a great job with it as well. But thank you for having me. I'm very excited it's to be here. <laughs> well, we're, I'm glad to have you. It always, it always takes a team of folks um, to like, to put on any sort of like audio production, right? For sure. Yeah. So definitely, definitely uh, agree with you there. We acknowledge the accomplishments of everyone else who's, who's wonderful in that universe of creation. I'm so like right off the bat, I have super. I'm so curious. How did you get into recording audiobooks? Oh wow. Um, well, I I mainly have an animation background. Like I, I went to I went to college to study acting. Wonderful. And okay. uh, did that. And around my sophomore year at school, I auditioned for a cartoon, and I got cast in the cartoon. And that was kind of like my first ever you know, big break getting paid to do this. So I was like, Oh, wow. Wow. Um, so then I kind of, there, I, I did a lot of animation kind of throughout college and then after college. Um, and then took a break for a while and then came back to it. And then my agent called one day and was like, hey, you know, have you ever done audiobooks?" And I was kind of trying to talk her out of it. Cause I was the kid in high school that you know, if we had to do a book report, I'd watch the movie or get the cliff notes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I was not like, you know, one of these people that read for fun or like, oh, let me curl up by the fire with a good book. <laughs> um, so like, I, I was kind of like, I was like, oh man, uh, no, not really. Not, I've never really done an audiobook, And I was kind of trying to sound uninterested. And, and she was like, well, what about like, we have a Star Wars audiobook? Would you maybe be interested? And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait. Yes, 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 yes. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so then I, uh, they sent me the, the script for that. And they said, they, we want you to prepare these two or three pages and uh, you're going to meet with this director. And so I like, you know, just poured over it and, and just studied it like crazy and like, prepared harder for this audition than any other audition I'd ever done. And, you know, I was like praying like, God, let me have this. Please. <laughs> so, uh, so I go in and, and uh, I, I did my thing. And I, and I think I always feel like looking back on it, I got, I probably got cast because I could kind of 
do a reasonably good job mimicking some of the voices from the from the films or whatever. Right. Um, so I, I, I think I, I won them over with my character voices, but I definitely had to learn on the job how to narrate an audiobook because it's a much different skill. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for how different that was, you know? That <laughs> so. is that you already you answered like three other questions I oh, wanted sorry, to ask. Yeah. No, no, no. It's great. That that's great. All that means is we get like more information. I yeah, I was yeah. gonna ask, like, were you a lifelong reader? But it sounds like you and I have uh, had a similar affinity to books or yeah. four books. Uh yeah. I, like I was like, that's a school thing. Right. Exactly. So I'm not interested in that. And I yeah. probably would have had the same reaction as you when they were like the Star Wars audiobook. I've been like, whoa, whoa, they write books. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Like complete one eighty. Like I didn't know you could write a book about that. Uh, that yeah. sounds fun. So that, yeah, so, so talk a little bit about that skill. Like I, I think that people, uh, my audience especially, you're probably familiar with voice acting in a character sense, right? Where you're like, oh, you're the monster, and you're like, Bleh. like right, yeah. like. A, but you mentioned that narration is a different skill. Um, my wife, you know, I've I've learned a lot about taking care and using my voice because my wife has like a master of fine arts and singing and oh, wow. and stuff like that. So so I'm I am always fascinated by the different aspects of utilizing your voice. So uh, I guess it's two part question. One, like, what was that narration skill that you needed to learn? And then two, like, did you have any vocal resistances to like trying to apply that skill because of how you spoke maybe differently in everyday life. Right. Um, yeah, it was so th that, that first audiobook that I got hired for was uh, part of a nine book series <laughs> uh, called legacy of the force. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so like, you know, I think it was funny cause like I, I, pretty much right off the bat, it was obvious that I'd never done an audiobook before. So like, the the director had to like really work with me and be patient and I, i'm wondering now if he was like i have to do nine more of these like what are we gonna do you know so uh like but the one piece of advice that kind of clicked with me that that really helped me to work on this was he said you know the dialogue you're doing a great job and it's really engaging and really entertaining but whenever we get to the prose uh like you know describing what a room looks like or or describing you know the, the setup of a battlefield, it just is so boring. And it just, it's coming across as so flat, you know, and I was kind of, you know, I, that's, it was kind of true. Cause like, I was kind of hmm. like, let me get to the dialogue. And then here's all the boring stage directions. Here's all the boring, you know, like, and right. uh, he said, like, you've got to make the prose just as interesting as you're making the dialogue. Like you have to understand that there's a reason that the author is describing the room this way. You know, it's not just, Oh, you know, Luke walks into the room and there's four blank walls. And like, there's a reason the author's telling you that. And there's something about Luke's mindset that we're learning about in that description. So you've got to, you've got to almost treat it as like an inner monologue or like, you know, this is his thoughts um, so that you give it the same amount of attention you're giving to all these character voices. And that just like, his name's Kevin Thompson. He's a great audiobook director and, and producer and, and, and a great director period. But like he, that, that just like, clicked and stuck with me and like ever since i've tried to remember that and work on that and that kind of helped me um you know paint the picture more and, and kind of tell the story more as opposed to just do the lines as if i'm in a play and now now my character gets to speak so that was really really helpful advice and that that totally unlocked it and i think like vocally like um that probably influenced 
me vocally as well because I didn't know like the character voices made sense to me. I was like, well, let me let me come up with a voice, you know, like yeah. I'm, a cart I'm a cartoon guy. So like yeah, I can come up with a voice. But for the narrator, it's like, well, what do I do? You know, and so but if I'm thinking of it in terms of whose point of view is is the narration coming from? Like, you know, is, is it like, you know, is it first person? Is it third person? Is it like a voice of God type thing? Is it, you know, or, or is this particular section or chapter more told from the character of the, you know, one of the, you know, so just all that kind of then in a subtle way would influence how I would read. And, and then also I think I put a little more like word painting or like, you know, kind of like mystery into it, thinking about trying to make that more engaging for the listener. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. So you almost, while you're sitting there doing this, you almost have to, you sit down and you have your character voices, but then you're going back and now you have to give voice to, to the description and to the story yeah. and everything. And, and I, you know, as you were talking about the different things you were describing, like the way you would describe the layout of a battlefield would be incredibly different than the way you would describe walking into a room full of grand art. And so, if, so you have to like, you have to find all of these other voices. Yeah. Um, which are, which oftentimes probably a lot more subtle than, yeah. than a character voice. And you can play with things like, you know, if it's an action sequence, like the tempo that I read it might be much faster or much more urgent. And if it's like an emotional introspective section, then that, you know, I might take a lot more time and, and pauses or, or, you know, uh, you know, it, it's just not quite as urgent. And uh, so there's all kinds of tricks that I've, I've learned doing it that, that kind of help tell the story, um, you know, and, and kind of, you know, help, help bring life to, you know, uh, what the author's written down there. So, yeah. What do you have? I know you said you weren't an awesome, like a, a big fan of reading, but do you have a favorite story? Oh, wow. Um, I always feel like it's like picking one of your children. It's like, how do I pick? You know? <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's, there's, I've done a bunch. I think I'm, I'm closing in on a hundred now. I think. Holy cow. It's like, crazy. So. Oh, this can um, be from your personal life as well. Oh, like, oh, oh okay, you okay. as Mark Thompson. Like, what is your favorite story? Because I, oh, I imagine that that, I yeah. mean, you got into animation, you did this, all this, all this other right, stuff. Right. So, so, what, what kind of stories inspired you to to take that path? Well, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm gonna sound like a shill, but like, I'm, I'm so lucky because Star Wars kind of was my favorite story. You know, like it was like the, the thing that inspired me growing up and. And I, I gravitated more towards films, so I, I liked I like I, I'm a big Star Trek fan as well, so I like oh, the Star yeah. Trek films. And The Matrix is probably the only thing that's ever come close to those two franchises for me. And you know, I, I love The Matrix and the trilogy, and I'm excited for a new one. And, you Same. Know, so, like, uh, so like the film, the films are kind of what have uh, really inspired me, I would say. So. Yeah, I I too am a huge Matrix fan. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I like I love dude. all three of them. Yeah. Um, Me yeah, too. I'm, I feel like that's rare. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole story, right? Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, like the the cool introduction, exposition, rising action, like all the stuff at the, at the beginning of the story in the first one. That's awesome. The, like the Wachowskis did an incredible job setting up a beautiful and engaging universe, but that's just the introduction to the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I like, I like the whole thing as a unit. 
I so, do too. That's cool. That's refreshing to hear you say. That. Yeah, I, I, was, I feel like I never meet someone that likes all three. Like everyone's always like, the first one's great, the other two stink. You know, like no, they're great. No, no, like we aren't. We aren't all like twenty years younger anymore. Like it's okay to accept that the whole thing was great. Like you don't yeah, have yeah. to like posture <laughs> for your friends. Uh, yeah, like so. So then, you know, if Star Wars was sort of inspirational or aspirational for you growing up, what 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 took you from I love Star Wars, I love film and stories to being like, I want to be involved in I'm assuming this played a little bit into your desire to get into animation. So, like, how did all of that come together in your life? Um. Well, I think like I, I was a big, you know, instead of reading like I probably should have been doing uh i was watching a lot of tv and kind of being a couch potato and uh and like you know i i think i loved how crazy the characters were in star wars and 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 the the other films like just like how you know just seeing all the aliens and and all the different creatures and and all the different voices that you know came from that i was probably like grew you know i was mimicking them growing up and, and trying to kind of do them when i would play with my action figures and stuff and so i think that maybe started to crack open the door of me learning to do that like learning to make different voices and stuff mm. um and i and i i obviously like i went to school to study acting and so i i knew at an early age i loved performing and telling stories like that and 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 then kind of animation ended up being where i I found most of my work. Like I've done a film. I did one film and I did a Broadway show, which was amazing. But animation is kind of where I've, I've worked the most along with audiobooks now. Hmm. Um, and I, and I think like just, just uh, being a mimic and kind of like trying to imitate some of those things I saw and heard growing up is maybe what kind of nudged me in that direction and, and kind of allowed me to pursue it in that particular way. <laughs> yeah. Did you get in trouble a lot being a mimic growing up? uh asked yeah. from another mimic yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like i would be asked to uh i at one point i had to sit next to the teacher's desk because i kept making noises during class and, you know, mm -hmm, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. but i did get a scholarship uh in high school because that teacher ended up like giving me like an award at the end of the year you know or, or and i forget what the name of it. it was something about like chatterbox or motor mouth or something. oh that's amazing but I, I think she she knew I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. It was more just kind of my mind wandering and like my imagination taking over when I should have been doing my times tables or whatever. <laughs> That's what a cool teacher. Yeah. So I know. Yeah. So you went to acting school. What was what was like your? I have so many questions about that. What was your first play? Like what was or or like musical or whatever? And like what role did you do? Like, uh, neat, yeah. I always um, love the answer to this. My sister's in theater. <laughs> and so like, this is a, I love this question. Right. Well, my mom, like my mom was awesome. Like she kind of knew that I was bit by the acting bug and totally nurtured me. So she got me involved in like improv classes and singing classes and voice classes. And so pretty early on, like in grade school, I was doing that type of stuff. So like the first like, real show i did though i was in i think it was ninth grade and it was called the wolf boy the ghost and the light of the moon and it was written by mr putnam who's an awesome english teacher and it was about a kid who's like half wolf half boy and he gets picked on by all the bullies at school and stuff like that so i played the wolf boy and and that was kind of the first time where i i got you know a part in the play 
and people seemed to like it. And I was like, oh, maybe I could do this, you know, because I'm, I'm not super athletic. I wasn't super smart, but like it was like this thing. Well, maybe maybe this is something I'm good at. And then from there on out, it was like I had really great teachers that just nurtured it and encouraged me. And I did uh, I did uh, I think I was Colonel Pickering and My Fair Lady. I did Bill and me and my girl. Um, my one of my friends, Paul, and I did this uh, two man show called Greater Tuna where each of us played 10 different characters, which again, probably prepared me to do a lot of what I'm doing now. <laughs> wow. so, um, and then, and then in NYU, like I was, uh, I got to work with Elizabeth Suedos, which was uh, amazing. She was a really cool musical director. And we did a show called beautiful lady, which was about poets in Russia that were getting persecuted. And, uh, and it was really, you know, so I, and I, I did a couple shows uh, with her. I did a Doonesbury comics uh show with her and i did the emperor's new clothes and i was the emperor and uh so I, you know a bunch a bunch of different things like that yeah um, it was really fun that's i love i love the i love that it was like your first play was an english teacher like, oh yeah just, and uh, he just wrote it and it was awesome yeah, yeah yeah like unaccredited author well now they got the credit yeah um <laughs> you know this is like so famous now right right um, <laughs> everyone's like great. yeah that's 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 so fun. What's it like doing a play where you're 10 people? Oh, that was amazing. Like it was so fun. And I really do think like it it has like that show probably did set me up for all all the stuff I do now with cartoons because like usually on the cartoons that I get hired on, I've been asked to do multiple characters in the cartoon shows mm. and then like uh and then same thing with the audiobooks. It's like so, like I'm trying to come up with all these just different different characters and it was a really cool challenge to like find like 10 distinct different voices. And we had to do like quick changes off stage. So there was like one night where my zipper got stuck and I couldn't get the, the <laughs> pants off in time. So I had to like go out on stage in my boxer shorts, like to do one of the characters that I was supposed to, cause I couldn't get my costume on quick enough. And, and then I was like, uh, I was like a, a old lady in a dress in one of my characters. And I would like flirt with all the teachers that like gave me a hard time and made them uncomfortable and sat on their lap and, you know, and all this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, it was really, it, it was really fun, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Ms. Hofstetter, if you're listening, like that really like helped me like that, like it really was a great challenge to like have to come up with 10 different people. And Paul Holmquist was amazing in that show. And, uh and it, and it really did like prepare me to to do a lot of what i'm doing now it's like uh, so i'm super grateful for that was that was that kind of a performance like really challenging for you like were you intimidated by taking taking on so many roles all at once i guess i should have been more intimidated by it. i love <laughs> it no it just, i love that you weren't like it, it honestly was just fun like it just it was just a really great time i i think uh yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't really, I probably should have been more scared, but it just, it just was really, I just, it just felt like a good time. It just felt like a fun time. I get scared now because like now I feel like, because in the audiobooks, it's like sometimes we're doing 60 or 70 different characters and it's like trying to keep them all straight. And with, with a franchise like Star Wars, it's like, you know, people will have opinions about <laughs> like you want. <laughs> so like, you are so sure kind. That, yeah. <laughs> so I just you make know, sure they'll have I'm an like, opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Maybe. So I don't know. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to like, you know, walk that fine line of being creative, but like not, you know, sometimes I get in my head of like, is somebody going to be bothered by this or is, mm. or is somebody not going to like this? And, and eventually you got to let that go because you can get paralyzed if, if you're too focused on that. So like, you know, 
and 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 the director uh kevin does a great job of kind of you know keeping me on track and everything and but you know um and yeah especially if, if we're doing anything from the films it's like you just really want to make sure you're honoring the performances that everyone knows from the films because right. they, they they know those like the back of their hand and they're just gonna if it if it doesn't sound close to what that is it's gonna like take them out of the story immediately you know so Oof, and that's yeah and that's like not that's a heavy responsibility yeah yeah you know, making <laughs> so. sure making sure that everybody's uh everybody's satisfied and then trying to trying to bring in a pre-existing performance where there's all of these expectations right and yeah. trying to do you when you're doing that is that uh is that like an act of pure imitation or is there uh, i know like in some ways i'm sure that's possible but but for some characters you know we all have our limits so what yeah. what is what is it like trying to synthesize that's that? a great question um yeah, I mean, I, I, I know everybody has a different approach. Like, I think I, because I like, I I like mimicking and I like, I, I like the art of impersonation. <laughs> so like, totally. like, I like, I like watching other impersonators, like when, when they can really nail it, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. You know, so like, so I, I think I try to get as close as I can. And then when I can't, because like you said, you know, we have limitations and maybe my, vocal instrument doesn't do what that actor's vocal instrument does. I try to like lock into something I can hold on to. So like maybe it's a cadence or a rhythm to the way they speak or, um, you know, or, or, or an accent or like, so I, I just try to grab onto something and then do the best I can. Mm. And then invariably it's like, you know, when you're doing the adaptations or the novelizations of, of the films, you might be able to draw on the actual line readings they have of those lines. But what I've actually now come to appreciate about books <laughs> yeah. is, uh, is, you know, books get to, you get to be with these characters for, you know, 10, 12 hours at a time, uh, which is way more than you would in a two hour film. So like you're, you're inevitably going to be able to, you're, you're going to end up exploring things with these characters that maybe the, the original actors wouldn't have had the time to, or the freedom to, in a two hour film. So like you're, you're going on emotional territory and, and, uh, and situations that maybe they never were in the films or would, would have the time to be. So then you have to then figure out, well, how would, how would they approach this scene? Yeah. You know, cause you don't get, you don't get drawn that from the film so that, so then you do have to kind of make it your own and then you do have to kind of synthesize it in a way and, and kind of explore. Cause you don't have that crutch of, well, this is how he said this line, in this film, like now I have to really figure it out on my own. And so then it becomes something different and it becomes a hybrid of what they did and then what you do, you know? So, so it's a, it's an interesting process or kind of, you know, outcome. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by that answer. The, the, like the, the things that we grab onto about the human voice, right? Like cadence that can sell a lot. Like, yeah. you know, that's why everybody's Christopher Walken's Christopher Walken's passable. Oh no. Yeah, yeah exactly. Passable. Yeah. Like some people are awesome. Cause they can get yeah. his timbre and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if you're like, Oh, Oh, blah, blah, yeah, yeah. like everyone's like, ah, walking. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because, because the, because no, the cadence, true. because the, his cadence is so strong. So I think that that's, um, it's a really like, interesting. It's interesting that you parsed that out because that, I've I've listened to a couple audiobooks in my in my career of listening to audiobooks, which is relatively new. And that, you know, the 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 reader or or I guess what is it the the vocal artist? 
I, I, I've heard narrator. I don't know. Narrator. Like that. That's the Everybody word I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Narrator. Uh, <laughs> the narrator, they, they do that. They, they'll have the cadence change, and that's all that changed. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's a new character, and I know it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is just so fascinating. I love that you brought up that because books are longer, you get to spend more time with the characters. Yeah. Do you feel like as a like as a fan, do you feel like you have a greater appreciation of Star Wars because you've been a part of the literary universe? Oh yeah, a hundred hundred percent. And I, and I, and now, now I get it. Like you know, I have hmm. to now you know admit to my teachers that they were right and that you know reading books is a good thing because you know like it's like whatever you love if you if you read these stories it's like you 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 do get to know them so much more and it's like you you get to know what their thoughts are in these pivotal scenes and kind of what what the what the reasoning is of why they make a particular choice or an action if you're watching the film all you might have to go on is is watching them make the choice but like to read it you, you mm. see all the inner turmoil that goes into making that choice. And then it makes that choice so much more powerful, you know? Um, and even with the novelizations, like there's so many things that, you know, that I feel like are explained in such a deeper way mm. in the, in the novelizations than they are in the films and the films are great, but the books help me appreciate even so much more. Like, for yeah. example, like Ray, unlocking her jedi powers or palpatine's plan you know and 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 that being fleshed out in the book about how he had planned you know to to kind of end up on exegol and all this you know there's so many like deep 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 things that answers to questions that you have from watching i so my first star wars book was the novelization of episode one Oh, and cool. that made episode one, one of my top ranking Star yeah. Wars movies permanently because wow. I read the book yep. before I saw the movie. Oh, and wow, so yeah. I, be, you know, like my family didn't go to the movies all the time. It was like a big deal. My dad was like debating whether or not we should go see it. And so I was like, I need this. And so yeah, like, yeah. We went to, you know, like, you don't understand. Uh, and so like, my mom and I went to Borders and I was like, damn they have the book um, and so I, I remember buying it and reading it and, and like learning about all these other things and midichlorians and everything else and yeah, i was yeah. like oh this is like this beautiful universe they're building this is crazy this is all this information that i wish i knew about the other movies right um, and so when that came out it was so grounding having read the book that yep. that i was just like i was in love with the, the thrill of the journey yeah, um, yeah. and uh and that yeah so like and that that's never changed um, yeah, you know, it's so it really is interesting that and it, I think part of it was because like I, I was definitely younger um, and I but I got to spend a lot of time with those characters because like yeah. I would read two chapters and then I'd be thinking about it for like, you know, right, until the right. next time, like whatever, yeah, like yeah. You're, you're just mulling it over and you're you're more deeply engaged with the characters, the conversations they're having with themselves, each other. And, you know, more you get to pick. Right. That's yeah. the other thing is that you get to pick. um from the book, you get to pick what your favorite moment is. You know, uh-huh. you get to pick the 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 parts of the scene that you find beautiful or the parts of the battle that you find interesting because you get to see all of it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because yeah. it's slowly presented to you, right? Yeah. Um, so I I <laughs> I love that. I'm that's that's one actually one of the reasons when when they started doing Disney Plus and Mandalorian, and I was like, wait, it's not because I so I don't do great with information uptake. 
uh-huh. so I was like, wait. <laughs> It's not like a one-off movie, like when they first announced it, because I thought uh-huh. it was going to be there. I was like, this is every week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> and I got so excited because I oh, love totally. the characters, and I wanted to spend more time with them. Yeah. Um, and so you, you, get to, you get to do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's my cool Star Wars book story, which I totally that's forgot awesome. about until you, you mentioned that. I like, yeah. forgot about reading Phantom Menace. Um, so... so you've talked a few times about like taking direction and you, you definitely have a lot of admiration for the director that, that you work with right now. What, how does, how does the directing process work for an audiobook? Cause I think everybody's familiar with directing like movies and TV shows. Yeah. 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 Um, and they're like, Oh, you just, you know, I guarantee you someone's listening right now. And they're like, Oh, you just read it. Right. Right. You, know, you just <laughs> yeah. read the book. You read it. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, just do it gooder. So right, right, like right. how, in, <laughs> yeah. And so like, in what ways, it, how does directing work? How, how does working with a director uh, affect your performance as the narrator and, and things like that? Um, yeah, I think uh, I imagine like, just like any other medium, like TV or film, like I imagine the experience probably varies depending on each different director. Like, Mm. so I've had some directors that their main focus is just that you are uh, being articulate and that uh, there's no dropped, you know, consonants or S's or, you know, and, and that, and that you're reading exactly what's on the page. And, and that's the kind of focus of the direction. Um, And then there's other directors um, that focus on the emotional intent as well or focus on you know kind of the, mm. the storytelling aspect and uh um and and i think that you know with uh when we work on the star wars ones it's like you know uh a, a lot of time like there there is a, a lot of freedom like there's definitely we're, we're at a point now where you know it's basically like he'll let me read and and i come in with my ideas of what the character voices will be um but there are times where he'll be like okay actually I, I feel like for this character, we want a different voice. I, I feel like, you know, uh, you know, either that voice isn't going to match well with the other voices in the book, or maybe I'm seeing this as a story, as a director, I'm seeing this character more in, in this utility. And I, I want him to be, you know, either more serious or more comic relief or what, you know, so, so yeah. we're kind of like, he's giving me directions like that. And then there's also times where, you know, will he'll be very aware that like you know this this moment is going to set up what's going to happen 25 chapters later mm. so we got to re- we got to redo this paragraph because this paragraph is is the foreshadowing or the the, the seed planting of what's going to you know happen later so let's put a little more mystery in there let's add a little more emotional weight and you know but um so so there's moments of that stuff but obviously you know th- these productions are you know 10, 12, sometimes 15 hours long. <laughs> so it's wow. like there, there's, there's a, there's a pace that we have to move at. Um, and we can't be like, Kevin will sometimes say we can't be precious about everything because um, we would just, it would just never get done. So like, you know, so like you have to like, sometimes I'll get obsessive and want to kind of do tons of line readings about one. And he'll be like, we had it on the third take, move on, stop <laughs> saying that, stop reading that. You yes. Know? Cause I'm so, it's, and it's mainly because I'll be like a perfectionist about it and, or I'll overthink it. And, but he's really good at kind of knowing when we have it and can move on. And, and when, you know, when maybe we do need to spend a little bit more time on this and, you know, so. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. 
So you, you brought something up, and I wanted to make sure we talked about it. So we're all used to reading. Maybe we're used to reading out loud. But this idea of you have to make sure that every syllable is articulated in a way yeah. that everyone's going to understand. Is that I find speaking like that to be fucking exhausting. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> um, to, to be super frank, I find right, right. it I find it to be just brutally exhausting. Um, yeah. So. And I realize that might not be the same for everybody, but like, what's it like trying to be incredibly articulate for those periods of time? Right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty exhausting. Okay. All <laughs> like right. A, yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, now, now again, like I would say, um, and sometimes it depends on the book or, or depends on the genre. Like, you know, I would say like, I know I'm coming across as a Kevin Thompson fanboy right now, but like Ke Kevin does a great job of like making sure that it needs to be articulate enough so it can be understood, mm -hmm. but we don't want to, you know, over enunciate everything because oh, yeah. it doesn't sound, you know, like it, it sounds stilted or it's stiff, you know? And so, so there are times where he, we, we, he is, is good about finding the balance between those two things, you know, but yeah. But there, there are some people like there's, there's one approach to audiobooks where the approach is more about being super articulate and not adding too much inflection even, or too much, like there's some audiobooks I've worked on for other people that they they don't even want me to do character voices because oh. the the thinking is is that we only want the words to do all of the work and we want the mm. listener to be able to fill in the gaps of the performance or the character voices in what in what they imagine and yeah. we don't want to get in the way of that so that that's a style and that's an approach and some people prefer that approach um but i just i i don't like i i, I prefer you know kind of doing it the way we do it uh, oh, I like the entertaining you know. audiobooks too. Yeah, like yeah. when it's a when it's a, <laughs> when it's just like a really strict straight read. Yeah, I'm like sh should have just gotten AI to do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like <laughs> I'm not interested. I want to like. Yeah, yeah. If I needed to just get the information, and that's like right. that's my consumption habit. I understand other people want accuracy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or or articulation. My my next question is actually accuracy. Right. Like, is it. <clears throat> How imperative is it when you're reading to make sure that like all 10,000 words that you read are the exact right 10,000 words? Like, is there a variance? Is there an acceptable variance? Uh, again, it depends on the director you're working with or, or the project you're working on. Um, I think generally speaking, they want it to be it, 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 super word for word and word for word because, because they want, they want, they want to make sure they're, giving you what the author wants on there. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, there are some instances where, you know, while we're recording, we notice a grammatical error. So then we're like, you know, we'll notify the editors, but we're, we, we make a choice in that moment to like yeah. read it grammatically correctly or, or, you know, like, or, or sometimes uh, in the audiobook production, sometimes they'll, you know, you'll have attributions like, you know, Chewbacca said or or Leia thought or you know and every once in a while if it's clear who the character is that's saying that and it might slow the pace of the scene down mm. they might cut out the the Luke said or the Han said just because it's obvious because of the way we're performing it yeah saying, you know so so I don't know there's there's minor 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 things like that but but generally speaking we definitely want to be as word perfect as we can so that's <laughs> 
and that is the reason why I'll never be able to do audiobooks. Like there's no <laughs> like everything else. Everyone's like, I don't know. Like I've I've you know I've been streaming for a while. I'm gonna lower my desk now, so you're gonna get to see cool oh, camera geez. shot. Yeah, oh okay. wow, that's cool. Well, uh, <laughs> I try. I'm I'm trying to stand as much as I can every day. Oh yeah, I should do more. Because you know, sitting's the new smoking. So yeah. let's, we're just, let's just sound as old as possible on this right. podcast, right? Like I took my vitamins this morning. Um, <laughs> I did though. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um you know, so yeah, like I, I, I have a I have a hard time when I'm reading with accuracy. Uh do you do you find that you have a very precise reading mind or is that something you had to train for? No, it's like and it's it it was a challenge I wasn't expecting to have, but like mm. there's times where I feel like, you know, am I dyslexic? Like am I <laughs> do I need to get diagnosed? Because it's like I will invert words or 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 read things that aren't even on the page because my in my mind the way i would say that sentence yeah is like this so like i i my brain will fill in my cadence or my way of speaking and and they'll be like where are you getting that word from it's not even i was like oh sorry you know like but it's just there's a there's kind of a shortcut that my mind will do sometimes because and that's it's a weird thing because uh you know people's writing style is like their talking style so like if they if they don't abbreviate, you know, you know, cannot or can't, or like if I, yeah. if I think a character would say it cannot, but they've written can't, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that sometimes because Ooh. in my mind, it's like the character should be saying it this way, you know, or, or what, you know, or yeah, no, I'm on know, board. Or just the way they, the way they structure sentences, or sometimes there's like, uh, when you're writing, you can do these like parenthetical, like, extended like tangents within a sentence you know yes. you can have like lots of commas but then when you try to read that out loud and make all those tangents or those parentheticals make sense it's really hard to do <laughs> or, uh, or hard yeah. to kind of know how the author wanted it said out loud you know so like the, those were like the really weird challenges that you know i i, I wouldn't have thought would be challenging before i started doing this did you have to did you have to like train to to have more like verbal reading accuracy or is it just like the it's like get better by doing it yeah it's like on the job training it's like i don't i don't like uh maybe i should but i don't i don't do like exercises or oh i'm asking you Uh, i don't know if those things i don't even know if those things exist i mean no i'm sure i'm sure some people like my friend january she's an amazing narrator um but she'll always give people the advice to like sit and read like just read out loud the newspaper or a book to try to like see mm. if reading an audiobook is something you'd like to do and uh, and she's awesome like she's she's one of the people that can read it word perfect and have like no flubs no mistakes but just i still like i stop and start like crazy and i, I make a ton of mistakes and I, I give the editors a lot of work to do oh my <laughs> <So>. god <laughs> thank 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 goodness for editing that oh yeah doing everything you know i'm always in a live when i'm streaming i'm always in a live environment and the the idea of not being able to do multiple takes like that's how i consider everything and so Uh sometimes people are like oh yeah so we just then then we'll take it to editing and i'm like but i didn't do it all together at once perfect and they're like you did all the parts right at one point yeah we can fix it yeah yeah we can fix it and i always think okay buddy Right. Yeah. Like, okay, you can fix it. And then it comes out. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, I don't, they're I didn't magicians. say any of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> ab- magicians is the, is definitely the, the right word. Do you, okay. 
completely just nerd question. If you had a force power, what would it be? Ooh. Um, I mean, the first one that pops in my head is I, I want to be able to do the force levitation thing where I can just hold my hand out and the remote control comes to my hand. Oh, and, yeah. You know, do all that stuff like that. I don't know what you if that's levitation or what you call it. But I think I, that's I, levitation. Yeah, yeah. I, I want that big time. I still kind of hope that maybe one day it will actually happen if i think hard about it no i'm i'm right there i'm right there with you i you ever you gotta you gotta keep the you gotta keep the magic alive right you gotta yeah. every once in a while you gotta go mm, nah, not yet it didn't work but no. i tried it you know i whenever whenever uh, my wife and i have kids i'm sure that i will be following that kid around watching and be like are you gonna do it yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are you gonna like you know? Are you gonna be the kid on the playground that's like leave right. me alone, Tommy? And you're like throw him into a tree, right? You know, and I'm like, oh, my kid. Uh, you know what I mean? But I, one, I always, I'm waiting for the day that shows up on the news. Yeah, one of my kids' birthdays, we did it like a Star Wars themed birthday, and I had uh, a bunch of Dixie cups on a table, and I had a buddy of mine hide under the table. It was like a tablecloth, and we had like a fan. And uh, I had the kids line up and they would do like the force push. And then my buddy would turn the fan on and knock all the Dixie cups over. And it was so amazing just watching their faces. They were like, oh, you know, like it was like <laughs> the, the force is real. Like it was just um, it was one of my favorite like moments. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> that, that is like that is like pure magic. Yeah. Uh, so. I understand that, like, you know, we, we all went through COVID, so recording probably changed. But is, is uh, you mentioned kids, and so I thought, oh, recording in your house. Uh, like, is that, or is most of this done from home with a professional setup, or are you being, or is it like, go to a local studio, and we'll do the read there? Yeah, I think, like, normally we're at studios. And so, okay. uh, and, and now, actually, we are, for the audiobooks, at least, we're back. Um, right. But, like, I think trying to remember I, I did like two or three books from home during covid and it, it was a nightmare because i live in manhattan in a two-bedroom apartment and at the time i had uh two kids two dogs my wife <laughs> and like you know and and i'm trying to like record all day every day for five days in a row and they it was like you know they had to be super super quiet oh, and you know like if, if they like were in the kitchen i have to you know stop because the microwave door clicked or like you know and it's just and it was just it was really hard <laughs> what? you know it was like really bad what an absolute hero that's yeah like, that's, uh, i'm sitting I, my jaw's on the floor right like that's yeah. i get the benefit of everything being live right so everyone's right. like oh dog's barking and i'm like whatever right i can't change that but that's yeah. that's like not there's no option you can't be like sorry the dogs are being so loud i'll, I'll get back to you in an hour yeah, yeah. They're like on the clock. We got no, yeah. This. And, and I would have done. like trash, garbage trucks like unloading in front of my yeah. apartment for some reason. And it was just like, it felt like everything that could go wrong was going wrong, but we, we got it done. So that is, that is, that is uh, truly, truly impressive. I would, I would lose it. Yeah. Um, so, so we talked, we talked a little bit earlier. Um, about your non-reading background yeah uh so so has this you know we're doing all these audiobooks and like we met we talked about a little has it inspired you to read more less 
are you like I'm so done with reading at the end of, <laughs> of like are you just like last thing I want to do is read right. I'm going to close my eyes and only listen to music like what yeah 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 I mean it's it, so it's definitely changed my opinion on reading because like I do I do now see the benefit in reading and and when I'm reading for these books I do genuinely enjoy it now like it was like at first it was like how am I going to get through this? And even though it was star Wars, like after the first one, I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Cause it's just, it was a lot of work. Like I was used to like rolling in the studio for animation or commercials and you, you do your hour and then you're done, you know, but like, this was like staying up really late at night, trying to finish the manuscript before we had to go in for the session. And it was just, and I, and I was just not used to read. So I, you know, but now it's still challenging and a lot of work, but I genuinely love it. But they keep me busy enough that I, I am kind of like when I don't have to read a book, I, I kind of want to not read. I don't read Like I read like devotional books or like mm. things like that, but like, I don't, you know, read um, for pleasure really just because there's always another book around the corner that I have to start preparing. And yeah. Uh, and I am a slow reader. Like I, I don't uh, it does take me a while still. And I don't know if that just comes from me not being in the habit of reading and therefore, you know, I've gotten somewhat faster, but it takes me a while to really absorb what I'm reading. So I, I don't burn through book. Like it takes me a good solid week to get through these books, like on top of all the other jobs I'm doing or whatever. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a slow reader as well. Okay. Um, so I totally, I get, I get that one. It's like, you, you talk about reading comprehension. I was like, yes, yeah. I'm, always, I'm always really selective about what I read because of that one thing. I'm like, I know when I'm done reading this, I'm going to remember 90% of it. So it better not be crap. Right. right I, don't want, yeah. I don't want crap rattling around in my brain. <laughs> Taking up space on the hard drive. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've got to use this for thinking and making stuff. I don't have right. time to like, remember this crappy story. I don't want to walk around telling everybody I read this book. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you all about it so you share in my suffering cuz that's yeah. I'm that guy like if I read something I'm like you won't believe it. I did all these things. I mean shit, I did that to you right when we got started. Like right when we got on here. I was like check out this cool thing. I got this yeah, idea yeah. from the book for taking care of all these notes. Um awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I'm reading, man. Good old reading. So so what do you do when you're not doing all of this? <laughs> what's your yeah, like yeah. what's 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 fun i mean I, i'm a big movie buff and I, I love i love movies so a lot of times i'm going to the movies or watching movies that i love um uh i i like playing video games but a lot of times my kids have taken over uh the controllers although one of them is now in college so <laughs> i have access to the xbox again um, nice um but yeah it's, it's a lot of um that and then like i do like uh i'm uh i really love star wars so like i joined like a, a lightsaber club and we go and like do choreographed lightsaber battles and like, oh uh, yeah put on shows for for kids charity things and whatever and so i when i have time i, I do that and that's super fun and I've, I've kind of really gotten into that and, oh my gosh i'm jealous yeah, so. Yeah. I get all the I get all the TikToks of the people that are like really awesome yeah, with the lightsaber. I'm not at that level. I, I look kind of like an old dad doing it, but I, I, still, <laughs> I still love it. I don't have all the twirls. We all start. Stuff. We all start somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I for one am just. I, it's the first time I looked at any sort of weapon handling, and I was like, I, I can't hurt myself. This is perfect. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was like, it's still a fake lightsaber. It's not All like right. the people are like, oh, yeah, check it out. This is my new katana. And I was like, yeah. my, I, was, I just watched that, and I think my fingers are gone there. Right, right. Like, my arm's gone there. Uh, but the lightsaber stuff always... <laughs> Always yeah, works. Awesome. I remember I, I, you know, I've watched so many of those TikToks. Like some guy was doing it, but he was like holding the blade. And I was like, what are you doing? You're burning oh, yeah, your hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how lightsabers That's work. That's <laughs> words. Uh, <laughs> stop it. My illusion needs to come back. Uh, God, I love those. Th that kind of stuff. You know, I am. I am always constantly impressed by the the fandom of Star Wars and this seemingly constant expansion of cool things they make oh yeah. like i there is a whole and i learned this recently because i was shopping for a friend there's like a whole I, there's like so many stores that sell lightsabers like there's oh, like yeah. i, I yeah. found over 20 in my search no. for trying to find a perfect lightsaber i know i know yeah like i i recently bought one that was like ridiculously expensive but it's it's so cool like oh, it yeah looks real but you're right. There's like so many comedy, 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 muted how about now yeah that's great okay sorry about that my uh interface sometimes disconnects because my computer stinks dude i was i love it because <laughs> that was really funny on my end i'm gonna you're gonna like that I'm oh gonna, really like oh yeah you're just looping you're like yeah like and i was like is he messing with me <laughs> oh it's this, it's the uh the backup recording uh stopped so let me see if i can roll this again sorry no problem okay ba, 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 ba. nope we also have your voice on the video recording so we can we can okay. pull any missing if, if you can't get it started again i'll just leave a note all right let me just try one thing if you want me to i just have to reboot it oh sorry it is fine i probably need to clean out my hard drive because i have a lot of sessions on here that probably need to get rid of <laughs> if you're maxed out on space we are we yeah we're good okay let me just make sure i'll just try again i think it's just test one two am i back from the dead hello yeah okay we're good. nice sorry about solid that. no worries so you were talking about how you got a lightsaber and it looks super real. Oh, it's super real. Yeah, it's like a it's like a NeoPixel um oh, shut up. lightsaber and it's super super bright and like if you take photos or videos of it it looks like what the rotoscope lightsabers actually look like. It's, so it's like oh, I'm in heaven. Gosh. It's amazing. So so I've been doing that and we go to like Washington Square Park and we do battles and stuff and it's it's just it's just awesome. It's great. Are there different are the, are there different like like samurai, like the different fighting forms yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, like yeah, like they've. Uh, it's like a there's there's a the main group I joined is called the Saber Guild, and then there's another group called Rogue Alliance, I believe, and they both have like taken fighting styles from like martial arts classes. Like if you were to 
take a, like a katana class or like a broadsword class and they've they've kind of taken those forms and then adapted them to lightsaber forms so like we'll practice Ooh. forms and we'll do um like you know practice like different this is how you block you know if, if an attack came here this is how you would block this and they take it really really seriously and like it's it's awesome and i i i just come because i want to swing my glow stick but they're like <laughs> you know, they're but they're really great like there's some guys there and, and get, girls that are like amazing and do all the like super choreography and spins and stuff and i'm, tr I'm trying to get to that level so yeah that's <laughs> yeah the like i want to make a quick edit of me being awesome on tiktok with my sword i spent yeah you said neopixel like i i was like i found out all about like oh, there's yeah. all different kinds of blades and then right, some right. of them are like programmable and like all this other stuff and i was like this is like my childhood dream come true. I know, I know. That's, uh, yeah, it is so. To go from like the extendable flashlight to now. Oh yeah, today that like... little plastic thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you know, and you you like, and then you flip on like, and it's attached to a flashlight. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. Can tell, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like oh, a flashlight's in here, uh, right. and then this stuff, like it. Oh my god. That yeah, awesome. I, I spent so many hours watching those TikTok videos trying to find like the perfect lightsaber. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, I need to make sure I go shopping. I want to get one. My wife was born on May 4th. Uh, no way. And she's a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so I'm, she needs one, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> a lightsaber. Yeah. We went to, we went out to Disney one year for on, on May the 4th. And I was uh, like, oh my God, there's so much like we thought would be fun. Like it is an event. Yeah, <laughs> there is so much there. Yeah. happening. There's so many people cosplaying in the middle of the rain in the hot mm -hmm. Florida summer or or early spring, hotter yeah. early spring. Um, have you spent? So do you just like a total aside? Are you like a? Are you like a big? Like, do you do theme parks? Is that like a big thing? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've uh, I have not been to Batu yet. Like, I have not. Uh, like I, the last time I went to Disney, they were building it. Ooh! And I have like a picture of me longingly scraping at the billboard, and the, you know, like. <laughs> but uh, let me in. Yeah. So uh, I've been I've been saving, and uh, we were supposed to go in 2020. Uh, ah. Uh, and that didn't happen. So I uh, guess we're hoping next year maybe is is what we're hoping. So, uh, but I I can't wait. I probably am. It's probably unhealthy how much I'm looking forward to that, and like pro I probably should not be as excited about it as I am. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at like, all. I, amazing. I had a. Uh, Have I, you been? I assume. Or? I I had Kevin talking up to me like for like a year before I finally uh -huh. got a chance to make it out there, and uh, it's an incredible part of the park. Like, as I'm I'm a huge fan of like I I did theater and everything, so one of the things I'm most fascinated by is like it's a live stage. Like that's right. how they make everything. So you have to do all of the normal, really cool, intricate tr prop stuff. Right. And they have props from the movies and everything feels like legit, you know, like stuff from the movies is like in cages, wow. like on the side. Oh. Right. So you're, you really feel like you're walking through a market and it feels super authentic, but they do all of the other stagecraft so well, you know, like the, the playing with distance by making things smaller as they rise. So you wow. really feel like this massive sense of space there. Oh. Um, on top of it already being a really open space so it right. really does feel and i don't know how they do it right like i've i've been to disney a lot i i know the tricks um but something about walking uh walking there the first time even with all the prep and even knowing everything that i know is like a fan of disney it was still real i was like oh, nice. 
Uh, and even to the point where like my wife and I needed to get food and I was like, I have no idea what any of this food actually means because it's right, all right. themed, right? And she's like, I <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. know. I, she's like, I don't know. I'm just super hungry and I don't know. And I was like, I don't yeah. know either. And I don't have time to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I don't. That, you know? but that's what I love. It's like, I, I don't want to know that it's chicken. I want to know it's, it's alien. Like it feels. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it feels super alien. And that, and, and they lean into that and it makes it uh, all super authentic. We built like a little BB. Oh, you BB. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. We didn't get to, we didn't get to make uh, lightsabers, but we just, okay. we, we said as we were leaving, we were like, that's for next time. Yeah, we yeah. need a reason to come back. Uh, and as a Florida resident, there's always a reason to go to Disney. Yeah. You're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> they, got sh- they got stuff going on all the time. They're like, oh, you like food? We got that. You like gardening? We got <laughs> yeah. that. You know, yeah. whatever you want. Um, right. So, so yeah, that I, I think I love that you're such a huge fan of, of Star Wars. And I, I think that that, that's, um, I think it, I mean, it, it's obvious it's ran through our whole conversation. It's really obvious that it's special to you. And, and I think yeah, that no, that really. probably brings, it's probably why you're like the guy that, that my friends freaked out about for two weeks uh, <laughs> or, or a month and a half, you know, like I, I, I've had a, I've had a wonderful time uh, chatting with you this evening. It's been, it's been really fun. I appreciate your time. Uh, we're coming up on the close. So gotcha, what yeah. I like to do here is if you have anything, any projects, anything coming up, anything you're trying to sell, uh, if you just want people to like send you pictures of their dogs, like whatever, whatever <laughs> you'd like, uh, the floor is yours oh, and wow. then I will, I will bring it, I will bring it on home. Oh, cool. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some great stuff that just came out. Uh, there's, a an audio drama that's a part of the high Republic series, which, uh, I'm a huge fan of it's all about the Jedi at the peak and of their glory. And, uh, and, uh, there's an audio drama that just came out about Lorna D who's one of the, the Nihil, uh, Tempest runners. And, uh, and she's, it's a really great story that kind of follows her and that's a multicast production. So it's not just me. I do a couple of characters in there, but, uh, uh, it's a lot of other actors in that as well. So that's really exciting. Um, the, we just released, um, the, uh, a, like what a legends book, uh, Rogue Squadron just came out on audiobook, and it's the first time it's been unabridged as an audiobook. So that mm-hmm. just came out, and then uh, we're we're going to be starting very soon on the third Thrawn book from the the, the latest trilogy. Uh, Lesser Evil will be coming out, I believe, in November or December, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, a lot of cool stuff coming out in terms so of uh, audiobooks. Yeah, yeah, and I, and just on a personal note i'm on our uh, new cartoon that'll be on netflix called karma's world if you have kids uh it's a pretty cool show ludicrous uh produced that and and uh, it's kind of inspired by his daughter and it's a, it's a great uh cartoon for kids if, if you want to check that out on netflix so. i'm not a kid and i will be checking that out on yeah, netflix yeah. That sounds, <laughs> it's pretty fun that's a heck of a pitch yeah. i'm a i'm a i'm a fan of ludicrous so I oh like, yeah i yeah. like all the stuff he does so that's yeah. that's gonna be i'm super intrigued um Thank you so much, chat. Uh, I, I'm so used to doing this live. I almost said chat, listeners, uh, everyone. If you're if you're listening to this at home, thank you so much for spending your time with us. As always, uh, you can rate or subscribe to the podcast if you want. More importantly to me uh, is that if you thought of anyone while you were listening today, I would love for you to share it with them. So you know, if you feel like uh, hearing about uh, Mark's journey and his passion for all of this, and maybe if you got someone in your life that wants to read audiobooks, you could steer them away. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you can, you can, uh, you can, you can show them what it what it really takes, what the job actually looks like. And I think that uh, for any aspiring, whether it's voice actor or if you want to be a narrator or you want to get into using your voice uh, as as your career, I think this has been an incredible podcast. So please, please share that. Uh, you know, with with whoever you thought about. I'm Professor Broman. You know where you can find me. It's anywhere on the internet. You can type in the in the search box. Say Professor Broman. It'll be great. Uh, at Rare Drop, we have we have the fifth year fifth anniversary uh, uh, merch that we just launched. You can get all sorts of fun stuff there. Uh, we're also going to have some things coming out soon for spooky, scary season uh, that I'm sure you're going to like. And please make sure to check out Star Wars and Scotch. Uh, it's Tim and Kevin and Star Wars all the time, every week. They have so much content to cover, and they really need you to show up and let them know what else they need to cover. Okay, because it's not enough. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.